0: Welcome to the Bleeding Cincy Red Podcast Best Case Worst Case Scenario Edition, where we focus on one player each episode during spring training and discuss what they've done for us in the past and what they will mean to this 2018 World Championship team. Who are we talking about today, Robert? Today we'll be looking at Jesse Winker. Go Reds!
1: Okay, I use my really cool voice with Jesse Winker because Jesse Winker is really cool. <laughs> it's a cool name. I, I I like I like the name. I like uh, the production that he's given the Reds so far. Jesse Winker is the number 82 overall prospect on the Major League Baseball site right now, and for me, he is a front runner for Rookie of the Year coming into this season.
0: Me too. I even have that in the notes somewhere down here is that I didn't – I wasn't sure if he qualified for rookie status, but I looked it up and he still in 2018 does. So I I think – in fact, I think I mentioned it in my best case scenario where I think he'll place in the top five for sure and maybe has a shot at number one. What's interesting – What when I think of Jesse Winker, I think this guy is the exact opposite of Billy Hamilton. The exact opposite of Billy Hamilton. He won't steal yeah, I bases. You don't think he's going to steal 60 bases? <laughs> I'm going to take the under in Vegas on that one. Uh, <laughs> he won't steal bases. He won't win a gold glove in right field. At least not anytime soon, I don't think. But he is an on-base machine. Uh, When I looked up the numbers in his six seasons in the minor leagues since being a a number one uh, draft pick for the Reds, in his six seasons in the minors, he had a career on base percentage of 398. He's right there hovering around 40%. I mean, that's pretty remarkable and unbelievable. In my opinion, if he did that at the major league level, he – well, it's not my opinion. I looked up the numbers, and if he did that at the major league level, he'd be second on the team only – Behind the greatest Reds hitter who ever lived, Joey Votto, he would fill an absolute need that this team has. We have a lot of power hitters, but the one thing we lack other than Joey Votto, other than uh, AUNO Suarez, who broke out and had a, a great year where he was more patient at the plate, and Scooter Jeanette, who was incredibly patient at the plate last year, showed more plate discipline than ever before. Jesse Winker has showed this forever, and so I he fills a need that th- this this team has.
1: Yeah, and I I think, you know, that 398 career minor on-base percentage, uh, you always wonder, how's this going to drop when he goes to the majors? And in his 121 at-bats, in the majors, his on-base percentage dropped all the way down to 375, which is still (laughs) incredibly high for a major league uh, player to be in that 37, getting on-base 37 to 38% of the time, that is really good. That's why I think some people are making argument for Winker to be the number one, uh, be the leadoff hitter this year, not because of Winker's blazing speed that, uh, people have been talking about for years, but because he gets on base and, you know, imagine it's easy to imagine a scenario. If you have three guys ahead of Duval or Scooter or whoever's going to be the cleanup hitter, if you have three guys that are getting on base, 35 to 40 percent of the time ahead of them that means that almost 100 percent of the time when they come up to bat they can expect at least one of those guys to be on base for them to try to knock in and score some runs and that's uh incredible to have it's incredible to have one joey vado but then if you've got Botto jr and jesse winker uh down there like that that's great i mean it reminds me of uh when we had uh was it Su-Chin-Chu? Su oh, shin but, uh, Su chu 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 yeah. When, when we had him and Vado at the top of the lineup, that was awesome. Like, I loved that season, having them get on base and, and being able to get knocked in. Like, so, that was great.
0: So much fun to watch. He's just helping create opportunities for other Reds hitters to knock him in and to allow this offense to just chug at full force. I am, am with the camp of people you mentioned that said – I believe Jesse Winker should be hitting leadoff for the 2018 Cincinnati Reds. Uh, anybody who can get on base at that kind of clip deserves to be in those, in that one or two spot. And if it were up to me, and I'm curious your take, and, and we'll probably dive into this again as the season gets closer and we see who's healthy, but, you know, my starting lineup, at least the top of my starting lineup uh, for 2018 would be Jesse Winker in the number one hole. He's left-handed. Then I would then I would switch to righty of Auneo Suarez in the number two hole. I think he has earned that. Number three, I'd go of course Joey Votto. Number four, Adam Duval, and then number five would probably that's where you start to get into uh, is it Scooter Jeanette if he's going to repeat his season? Is it Tucker Barnhart who you know eh, he probably hits later uh, in the lineup? That kind of thing. Um, so really, th- those top four spots to me should be locked in and that should be how this team builds their lineup of scoring opportunities and scoring runs what's really strange about jesse winker um is that in the minors he's never really been known for hitting with power uh but when he got called up last season uh he was mashing i'm uh, robert i'm sure you saw the numbers um He's always been a gap hitter in the minor leagues, leading to a healthy number of doubles in the twenty mid-20s range um, nearly every year. Um, But he really never hit for pop. In the first couple of seasons he had in the minor leagues, he had 16 homers and then 15 homers respectively, which isn't that bad. Um, But in recent years, he kind of maxed out at 13. And I I know injuries kind of played into that a little bit. But uh, even the scouting reports seem to seem to say that they thought he would max out in the teens. But but then he got called up last year and he just started clubbing home runs. How many? Yeah. Seven.
1: Yeah, he had seven. And uh, he. Interesting, he he actually is like one of those prospects that uh, was in the top 100 for a while and then fell out of favor last year for a while. And uh, what I've read, um, I've done a lot of research on Jesse Winker because he's, I think the Reds outfield is so interesting, like what what they're going to do and how they're going to handle it. Uh, I really wanted to understand as much as I could about Winker's uh, power because for a long time he was projected as uh, someone who's going to project into some good power as he got to the major league level. Uh, and you can see that with some of those early numbers and the teams with the home runs. You know, he has lots of doubles, uh, but then dropped <laughs> off last year, and uh, and even the year before that kind of dropped off, and apparently all of that is due to, like, the same injury, and he's been uh, working his, himself back up, and I think the, the seven home runs that he got when he got to, to major leagues is more indicative of what He projects out to in the future. Not saying that he's going to hit, I think he was like on a clip where, uh, you know, he'd maybe be hitting 30 home runs or something. But it's not outside of the realm of possibility that he's hitting 20 plus home runs a year. And, um, but even like this is the crazy thing about Winker is that he has always gotten on base. So that even if uh, the power projections don't pan out uh, and that it was an outlier. You can still expect him to get on base, whether he's got the power or not, and um, and he's always shown that he can get the doubles. So I mean, uh, even that in alone, getting on base and getting on second base uh, to lead off games is is huge. Uh, but it it is interesting because I think he does he's shown in the past uh, that he's got this projectable power where you know you might end up with a, a leadoff hitter that can hit 20, 30 home runs, uh, a year, which, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how familiar you are with like Ricky Henderson. who's like one of my all time, like speed favorites. Uh, but he was always great because he could get on base. He could steal bases, but he also had this, uh, uh little bit of power that is often overlooked because of the other eye popping numbers that he throws out there. Uh, But being able to have a leadoff hitter that can, uh, you know, first at bat give you a one-run lead, like that's that's incredibly uh, powerful.
0: Yeah, and your numbers do pan out based on that seven homers and 137 plate appearances. If you carry that metric over the course of a full season of about 600 plate appearances, he would be on pace to hit 30 homers, and and that's crazy. I mean, that's insane to me. Um, And if that's an indicator then there's no way you sit a guy who gets on base nearly 40% of the time and crushes 30 homers a season. There's no way that you don't have that guy near the top of your lineup every day. Uh, One of the things that Moneyball really talks about, and Moneyball gets sliced and diced, Billy Bean in different ways, and gets over-exaggerated and that kind of stuff. But one of the key elements that was determined through their studies was that Players who have high on-base percentages in college and in the minor leagues project to continue that on in the majors. Power can kind of come and go. Speed can come and go. Defense changes. People have trouble with high batting averages because they struggle against major league pitching. But players who are patient, who don't swing at as many bad pitches, who wait and swing at their pitches, tend to project into excellent major league players and it's it's one of those things that 's surprisingly predictable now i 'm a bit skeptical about the power surge um that he has had if he's healthy it's possible he could get up there, but like you, I think he'll settle in somewhere in the probably in the low twenties um then again scooter Jeanette hit twenty seven home runs last year after a previous right. high of fourteen <laughs> so anything is possible um especially in our ballpark and You know, it it would be great. I I don't, you know, you brought up Ricky Henderson and I don't necessarily think that we have another Ricky Henderson on our hands because, and I don't think you do either. The truth is, uh, Ricky Henderson to me is one of only three players in major league baseball history who 100% deserve to be a unanimous, uh, hall of fame, a unanimously voted hall of fame player, um, him Ken Griffey Jr., who just barely missed, and, of course, Babe Ruth. Um, There may be others who who you can make arguments for, but those three guys are just three of the best players in history, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And so – but if Jesse Winker can continue this on-base clip and if he can hit with a little bit of pop, you easily can overlook some of his defensive liabilities, which he's still young enough. He's only going to be – this is only going to be his age 24 season – he can improve. Uh, defense is something that you can improve. The other things are a lot more difficult to improve. I mean, just ask Billy Hamilton. And so um, I am extremely, extremely excited about Jesse Winker. In fact, I, I think he is kind of this missing piece to the offense. For what we were going to lose from Zach Cozart moving on to the Angels um, and, and the great year he had last year, I personally believe we'll more than make up for that if we have Jesse Winker in the, in the lineup at the top of our lineup.
1: Yeah, I, I believe so, and, you know, I've, I've got this uh, dream. Like, I, I really, I hope that Peraza, uh, you know, improves the beginning of this year, but I actually have this dream of having Winker and Senzel and Suarez and Vado and either, you know, Shebler, or Duvall, um, having all these, and Scooter, you know, having a whole of these bats in the same lineup by the end of the year, like that I think would just be incredible. And, uh, you know, Winker is, you know, I don't, I don't try to project too far beyond like one or one season really with most players, but Winker is one of those young talents because of his on base percentage and, uh, repeating it over and over. And then immediately, uh, doing the same thing in the majors. He's one of those people where you can squint your eyes and see like a possible Hall of Fame career uh, for Winker uh, developing. And, um, you know, when you're able to get on base and and be that patient, uh, you you can see like a possible, you know, so many things have to break, right? But you can see like that possible like 3,000 hit career, uh, you know, and with a better emphasis on, uh, statistics like on-base percentage, uh, you know, you can really see it with him.
0: And what's really cool about Jesse Winker is being a number one pick for the Reds. He was a number one pick for the Reds before the Reds were getting those super high number one picks. And with Nixon Zell and Hunter Green, so these guys are still coming. We're mm-hmm. finally going to get uh, a solid player out of that number one spot from just before all these really uh, rough seasons, all these challenging seasons. And that gives us extra hope, knowing that we have cheap, controllable, really good players filling our lineup uh, for, for you know, the foreseeable future. And that is is really exciting to me. So if Winker is in the opening day lineup, let, let me ask you this question because I'm very curious. How is this outfield going to work? We have four very good outfielders, all of them... Well, Billy Hamilton and Jesse Winker are kind of opposites. Adam Duvall and Scott Schebler are very similar players.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How's this going to work? Yeah, well, the
1: the answer for me now, you know, I've heard a lot of things that Price has said that you know his his uh, starters are going to be Schebler, Hamilton, and Duvall, and uh, you know, it's like for me, like that's old school. Thinking and and for me, like uh, you know, that's that's bad to hear that Uh, when when you know that uh, you know there's no more there's no more real upside to keeping Winker out of the lineup. Uh, You know, you're not really gonna save any like playing time for him. You're not gonna help with his contract. You know, he's not gonna stay with the Reds for an extra year or anything like that. Uh, by keeping them in triple a it just doesn't make any sense not to have them in the lineup so then it becomes you know what do you do with the three guys who are in there and as you know i am a huge scott shebler fan i think that uh you know he is um a great talent that uh for most teams he should be a starter but I also think that he has the versatility where he should probably be the guy that comes off the bench because I think he can play all three outfield slots and he's left-handed. Winker's left-handed uh, Duvall's right-handed. And I think that's why you have to keep uh, Duvall in the lineup. Uh, I believe in the whole left, right, left, right, as much as you can uh, to keep pitchers honest and, um, and I think Billy Hamilton's defense uh, is so so locked down that if uh, you know, I've I've heard all the different trade rumors swirling around Billy. Uh, you know, if somehow he gets traded, I think you move Shoveller into center. But I'm assuming that Billy's going to be on you know a red for life as uh, the owner has said, uh, and uh, you know, I think that you have to go with uh, Duval and left. Billy and center and Winker and right with Schebler filling in, uh, among those three, even though I think if Schebler played a full season, I think he could be putting up like huge numbers for the Reds.
0: Yeah. His numbers may actually top Adam Duvall. It's very possible. Um, just cause when he's healthy, I think you pointed it out. <laughs> I've never been as high on Schebler. Um, but I do know that when you do kind of take these slices, of of his career so far with the Reds that they do project to a healthy season to be pretty crazy. I, I'm I'm 100% with you. I think the outfield to start the season has to be Winker, Hamilton, Duvall. I think that – I know there's been ideas tossed around that you have a four-man outfield where there's lots of rotation going on. I don't like that. Uh, I like the stability of the lineup. What I do like about Shebler off the bench is, one – he can play center. So if Billy Hamilton gets hurt or he's slumping and he needs a couple of days off, he can play there. Two, being left-handed, when we go into some of these uh, teams and they have a heavy right-handed rotation, he can fill in and right for Duval. And uh, to me, that will only make Duval's numbers kind of go up just slightly by giving a few a few extra days off against uh, tough, tough right-handed pitchers. And, uh, and three, you know... Winker could have some ups and downs because rookie seasons often find that. I'm not counting on it uh, because he's so patient at the plate. Like it's hard to see that he will be very inconsistent, but that will allow to give him a few mental mental health days. And having a power bat like Shebler off the bench is just great. I mean, it's a good problem to have to have all these guys. Uh, you know, 29 years and younger. I think I think is kind of the oldest. Um, it gives you options. It gives you insurance to protect against injury. And so that's how I kind of line up in that outfield scenario too. It, again, it's a nice problem to have. The Reds have a lot of these nice problems to have. What I really just want is is three of the guys to come out on fire and just lock down ownership of the position. So that way we aren't having this debate as the season wears on. We know that this is the lineup that's going to take us to new heights when it comes to scoring runs and being productive and – uh and continue that run of being defensively amazing and having billy hamilton in center you know actually take some pressure off of jesse winker to improve his defense right off the get-go
1: right yeah and i you know i i totally agree like i i know a lot of rookies have fall off i mean when you look at jesse winker's history uh a lot of players you'll see when they move up to different levels and the minors will drop off for a little bit when they adjusting to the the new level of talent uh winker really doesn't have that he doesn't uh, drop off so like I, I really don't expect uh, anything except for him to continue doing what he started to do last year when he was at the major league level I think he's more than ready I mean you know if the Reds didn't have such a glut of talent in the outfield Winker would have already been he'd already have like a year or two of service for the Reds but because we've had this good problem with, with all these talented outfielders uh We've been able to give Winker even more time to to be ready, and I think you know he is. I mean, he's gonna uh, come in, and and he's definitely ready to to take it to the next level.
0: I agree. So, what do you have? A uh, best case, worst case scenario for Jesse Winker?
1: Okay, so uh, best case um, is that he wins Rookie of the Year award, and that he's uh, the number one better in our lineup he's he's the guy that opens things up every game and uh he lives up to what he started last year and and wins that rookie of the year uh of course beating out uh tyler malley uh who gets second place in voting uh behind him but you know pitchers it's always hard to win the rookie of the year so yeah that's how it works jesse's gonna get it best case uh worst case is that he's somehow hidden by the other outfielders and there are a bunch of places where I feel like this year is more a reflection. I feel like this is Brian Price's year, his crucial year as a coach. And, uh, if he continue, you know, if Billy Hamilton continues to not get on base and he keeps starting him at the number one slot uh, leading off. If Winker does not start and, and, the batting order if he's if he's hidden behind these other three outfielders just because he's younger even though he has shown what he can do and it's not performance based but just based off of who's there first uh if that old school thinking is there for price like i feel like it's going to be uh, time for him to go as a coach and i feel like the, the worst case scenario is all based off of uh whether brian price uh, has some starting and getting in the lineup because I think that if he's in there, he's going to produce and uh, you know live up to that best case.
0: I think you're 100 percent right. Uh, I root. I actually like Brian Price, so I'm rooting for him to do the right thing. Like he always seems very cerebral, kind of like Joey Votto. He seems like he's going to do the right thing. Um, he will do what the the numbers really indicate. And because of that, that's kind of the w- what always felt like the opposite with Dusty, where Dusty was really a player's manager. It, it seemed like Brian Price, you know, is willing to be unconventional and think outside the box. Uh, what I really want is I, I want our manager to be like Bill Belichick, and I don't mean grumpy Bill Belichick, and I don't mean the Bill Belichick who who cheats or whatever like that. What I mean is the Bill Belichick who goes for it on fourth down with uh, a couple of. Uh, you know a couple of yards to go, and uh you think, oh, I don't understand why they don't punt it at this point, and it's because he's read the numbers and he knows that it's more advantageous you know statistically to go for it in that situation than it is not even if you're going to get Monday morning quarterbacked for it um he doesn't care and that's what I really want out of Brian Price like I want him. To, to make these decisions to do the right thing and and to go based on the numbers uh, of what they tell you and the percentages and the statistics. So for the best case scenario for Jesse Winker, I have within the first month of the season, he earns outright the starting right field position job. He bats leadoff for this team all year um, and is the cog that allows AUNAO Suarez, Joey Votto, and Adam Duvall to all set career high marks in RBIs. And makes this one of the most explosive and exciting offenses in all of Major League Baseball. Uh, like we said, I, I agree with you. I think he'll place in the top five rookie of the year voting. Um, if if those power numbers are legit and he keeps that up, I, I'm with you. I think he has a, a, a real shot at grabbing the number one spot. But then again, those kinds of things are finicky. And you know I always think back to the year that Joey Votto finished second in and rookie of the year voting to <laughs> Giovanni Soto, who is, you know, where do, you, does, do people remember Giovanni Soto? I mean, uh, so that, that kind of thing is finicky. And I remember I was just as upset that that Vodder didn't win that just as I was when he didn't win the NL MVP this past year. So uh, so I, I think Winker is definitely in the top five, though. Worst case scenario for Jesse Winker is that he regresses a bit on the power numbers and has to share too much time in the outfield with Shebler and Hamilton and Duvall, not allowing him to get the A-Bs he needs to continue his development as the future of this Reds outfield lineup. But honestly, I, I don't see that happening. Uh, to me, he has the most upside of any of our outfielders. He's cheap for quite a while, and he fills a need that we we really have in someone who gets on base, which uh, we need that to happen in front of Joey Votto while we enjoy the, you know, potentially the last few great years that Votto has ahead of him. And I do think Votto has great years ahead of him. And I think his numbers will only be enhanced by having the very talented, patient bat of Jesse Winker ahead of him in the lineup.
1: Most definitely. I think Winker is going to be a big part of. Uh you know, the red season this year. And if he's, if he's not, I mean, that's, that's where, you know, I think, I think Price is going to have no choice but to, to, to get him in there. I mean, this is just going to, it's going to happen. And uh, Winker's going to be a, a huge part of, like you said, everyone else's numbers swelling and uh, it's going to be a great season. I am so stoked for this year. Really excited.
0: I am too. Maybe we'll have to do a podcast on the thinking of Brian Price and what we would do if we were Brian Price. So uh, maybe we'll mock that together. Anyway, thanks to everybody out there for listening. We really appreciate it, especially on this uh, Jesse Winker uh, edition where you can tell how excited we are about the upcoming season. Um, If you like what you hear, of course, please rate us on iTunes and share with your friends. Check us out on Twitter at BleedingCincyRed without the G. And on Facebook, where we'll continue to share lots of great information uh, about this Reds team that we just love so much. Also, stay tuned for more of the Bleeding Cincy Red Podcast Best Case Worst Case Scenario Spring Training Edition, where we focus on different players on the Reds roster for 2018. And a special thanks to our all-time favorite Red, Barry Larkin, for listening. I'm sure he's tuned in somewhere. Go Reds! Go Reds! <laughs>